Welcome to episode number 59 of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where Christina and I discuss what to do with your training and your nutrition when you get sick, as well as how to prevent getting sick too. As always, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, all we ask is that you share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker who would benefit from it. One share can go a really long way and supports our mission to help as many people as possible to live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode number 59, Avoid Losing Progress When You're Sick, with these tips. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy. And in today's episode, super fitting, we're going to talk all about what to do when you're sick. Yes, and the reason why we say this is super fitting is because um, we both just got back from our trip to the fitness business conference in Arizona, where there were over 200 different fitness coaches and um, people who are successful in our industry. It was an awesome event, but unfortunately, uh, it's turning out that a lot of people that were at that event are coming back sick. So um, <laughs> we are not feeling the best today. So we're going to hope that this will be a little bit shorter of an episode, but we're still showing up here to talk you guys through just like what actionable things you can do to, you know, get better faster, feel a little, a little bit better when you're sick, um, especially because like the holidays and this time of year. And right now, a lot of people are coming down with either the cold, the flu, COVID, all of the above. Um, and it's just, it's really omnipresent right now. So just want to make sure we cover this, uh, this topic. Yeah. And I think it's also fitting because again, not only are we not feeling good, but our, <laughs> a lot of our clients are not feeling good too. So we thought that this would be uh, very fitting for this time, you know, beginning of uh, January to just go over some things. But I feel like a lot of people are like, well, of course they're sick if they went to a 200 person event, but um, we're still not really sure what we've got going on. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of dive into everything and what we've personally been doing. And then also what we like, kind of the strategies and tips and tricks that we tell our own clients. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I expected it at this point because I was like, that's going to be a packed room. I'm going to enjoy that room, but I'll probably catch something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've seen this uh, kind of like meme going around, but it's like uh, people who haven't caught COVID yet. It's kind of like feeling like uh, you're playing dodgeball and the, the yeah. center lines or the front lines have been thinned out. <laughs> you're yeah. just kind of waiting. And like um, everybody's like already been tagged out and like you're the last one in the corner. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how, I don't know, maybe I felt like I was like, oh, well, I either had it like early on and just didn't know and didn't test or I've just been lucky. So I was like, oh, well, I'll be fine. <laughs> but um. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see if if I end up testing positive or anything. But um, but we'll dive into kind of just not necessarily what to do when you are sick, but just some things that you can do to help prevent sickness in the first place. Um, and you know, something that we were talking about off air was just <laughs> avoiding alcohol, and so I thought <laughs> that would be super fitting for you to kind of cover. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, let's talk prevention first. Um, obviously, it's like we can't always prevent sickness. Like ultimately, like we might just it's it's the weirdest circumstance that you might have that you run in with, a, with someone who has a cold or COVID or whatever. But, um, you know, I was telling Christina off air, I was like, I'm so curious, like if I actually would have come down with anything if I didn't drink on Saturday night because there was a big party and I had like three drinks, which is, I mean, more than I've really had in a very long time. And alcohol lowers your immune system. So I was like, I wonder if like I would have just like been able to power through if I didn't drink, which like we'll never know. But um, that is something that does lower your immune system that makes it easier for you to catch things or come down with things if you're exposed to them. Um, and then other things for prevention would be definitely just like regular exercise. I mean, that is so good for your immune system, um, and just your overall health in general, as we know from, you know, listening to this podcast, if this is not your first episode, uh, and then eating a micronutrient dense diet, having lots of vitamin C, fruits, vegetables, uh, all the things that we generally preach guys about like, you know, exercise, healthy living, nutrition, all of that stuff is really, really pivotal for your immune health and preventing getting sicknesses in the future or just making whatever sicknesses you do come down with not hit you as hard uh, if you do catch them. Yeah, so I think there's been so much talk, and I don't want to get too into like too far down the rabbit hole, but I felt like, especially in the beginning with COVID and, and even now, it's like, oh, wear a mask, like social distance, like, you know, wash your hands. And while those things are great, but there's still some things personally that we can do to take personal responsibility for trying to get, not get sick in the first place, not just when it comes to COVID, but just any other sickness. And so, yeah, so avoiding alcohol you know, eating that micronutrient dense diet and just taking care of your health and fitness. And so hopefully you're in a better position with a stronger immune system. So if you are exposed, either it's not as bad or you don't get sick in the first place. But like, like Marissa and I, I mean, I guess we're not the best examples because uh, we did get sick. Um, but um, I guess we can talk about, all right, so now you are sick, like you've done all the things you are, you are super healthy. But, you know, just like us, you came down with something. So now what do we do? Yeah, no, I love it. And um, so I guess like the overarching theme for a lot of this and a lot of a lot of situations that we talk about in health and fitness and, you know, how do we not lose our progress or whatever is, is really just like we do need to learn how to trust ourselves, trust our gut, listen to our body. And sometimes resting and skipping days from the gym or, you know, not hitting everything perfectly like we should is still the answer um, when we're feeling sick or feeling under the weather. And I I tend to look at it and this was a lot easier to talk about, I think, before COVID because there's obviously restrictions on like when you can or can't be out in public. But um, typically before all of that ensued, my recommendation was like, if you're on the way down with something, you definitely don't want to be in the gym, like hitting it hard because that's just, you're already on the way down. You're coming down with something. Your body's trying to fight off this stressor, which is sickness. Uh, and so adding stress of exercise to that is just going to make it way harder for your body to a fight off the sickness itself that it's, you know, that's coming on and B, um, you know, be, 
uh, be able to recover from the actual workout. And then the recommendation that I used to have, which I guess now just depends on like, where are you on like being contagious and like, are you testing positive, negative, anything if it is COVID? Uh, if you're on the way up, my recommendation was like, it's okay to exercise in that, in that capacity, but like you do want to kind of just be mindful that again, your body's still fighting off something. So if you do exercise really, really hard right off the bat in that situation, you're probably going to prolong some of the symptoms that you're having and make it harder for yourself to bounce back immediately. But light movement and getting the blood flowing, sweating a little bit can actually be beneficial if you're not overdoing it to accelerating your recovery. So it's really about finding a fine balance between like if you are on the way up, maybe you're 80, 85 percent of the way there, then light exercise and kind of getting yourself like easing yourself back into it can help. But don't be too tempted to go ham your first workout back because it's probably not going to end up great for anyone. (laughs) Yeah. And something that I have seen, um, not personally, but I guess like anecdotes that I've heard is like, again, I feel, I feel like it's so different now. We have to like make sure that we're differentiating between like the common cold or flu versus like COVID because I feel like it is a little bit different. Um, so I know that there are people who have caught COVID and, you know, they started to feel better. And so they they pushed a workout and that actually ended up prolonging yeah. their their COVID symptoms. And this they would do this kind of the same cycle. They take some more days off and then they'd push a workout and then they'd prolong again. And so it's like if they had just fully let themselves rest, they would have been in a in a better position. So yeah. um so yeah, I think it's kind of like you have to just see what you've got and like where you are. And there used to be, I don't know if you've ever heard of the neck check. Um, maybe. So it's basically like if you're having symptoms from your neck up. So if you're having like, yeah, yeah, like headaches or like you have an ear infection or you're like, maybe you're a little like, you know, sniffly or whatever, then it's probably okay if you want to go to the gym. And again, this is not like I don't know. I feel like it's like, I don't want people disclaimer, to go to the gym. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want people to go to the gym if they're sick. You know what I mean? Like expose people, but um, use common sense. <laughs> um, but that kind of was like a rule of thumb. But it's like if you're having fever or like stomach issues, um, you know, like body aches, body chills. Aches, yeah. yeah. Then that's a good time to like, hey, I need to stay home and rest. Um, and I guess yeah. it's it, everyone knows their body best and when they probably should or shouldn't push it. Um, but I feel like if you're sick, I feel like it's just better to get a little extra rest than it is to try to push it and go back to the gym and make things worse. Yeah, absolutely. I think like especially this time around, like being back home now and like feeling the way that I feel I'm honestly kind of using it just as an opportunity to, like, get my sleep schedule back on track without, like, totally screwing it. Because the first day back from Mountain Time to Eastern Time, like, I woke up at, like, 8, which is not bad. Uh, But, like, I definitely could have woken up at, like, 11 a.m. and been like, frick, like, I totally messed it up. So um, just kind of use it as an opportunity to go to bed. 
um, early because NyQuil just puts you right to sleep. (laughs) So um, do that and like just using it as an opportunity to like maybe set my morning routine a little bit better. Like this morning I did some stretching, I did some meditation instead of like rushing into my workday because that's normally what I do when I get back from the gym. So um, did that instead and kind of just like for someone like me who's been doing this for, you know, six, seven years of lifting and living this lifestyle, like I have the perspective that it's not going to ruin my progress because like I've been in it for so long. Someone who's newer might not have that perspective. But for me, I'm kind of just using it as a sign of like, hey, like let's intentionally slow down here and like let's put the focus on some other things. And, you know, I'll go back to the gym when I can go back to the gym. But like I'm honestly probably going to take like the rest of this week and weekend off uh, just to make sure I'm fully recovered and spend time on a bunch of other things that I need to get in order. So. Yeah. And I think uh, when we talk about losing progress, taking it two, three, four days off from the gym is really not going to be that detrimental. But again, it's like, even if you push it to like a full week and you recover fully and can go back to the gym, that's going to be so much better for your progress than if you try to do some half-assed workout three days in and then you got more sick and then you had to take more days off. So I think it's, it's at the end of the day, like your health is more important than, you know, a couple days worth of gains from the gym. Yeah, absolutely. And those gains, like if you do go to the gym when you're sick, like they're just, it's just not going to be good. Like you're going to feel weaker. Like even if it's just a head cold, like, you know, you're just not all the way there. It's not worth it. It's not worth, like, it's not going to be worthwhile progress either. So it's just, it's yeah, definitely love that point. Yeah. So this is something that we were going to talk about at the end, but I feel like we're kind of already talking about it. So yeah. like, if you are going back to the gym after some time of being sick, um, we don't want to go like, oh, okay, well, I've been out for five days. So now I can go balls to the wall <laughs> and do this like extreme workout and make up for the five days. You do want to ease back into them. So even something that may seem fairly easy, um, I still think that's a really good place to start because you want to gauge your soreness, you want to gauge your recovery. Um, and I, I, there have been times where I've gone back to the gym and I've done something that I feel like is pretty easy. And the next day I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I overdid it as far as volume or as far as weight. So again, I like to just say, do a workout, kind of see how you feel. And then if it's like, okay, like that wasn't that bad, then you can kind of continue to push it a little bit more and more, but don't just go like super intense, like high recovery, high weights your first day back. So I had a client who she basically, she went on vacation in mid-December and she came back from that, came down with COVID and basically had like a two, two, three week probably span, almost not a month, but almost like a month, like three weeks or so where she was not in the gym at all from the vacation, travel days, et cetera to then being sick and then recovering and then being able to finally go back to the gym. So for her, she, you know, she basically, I was like, hey, I need you to go like 50% uh, at the gym this week and probably no more than that. It's probably going to feel heavy. You're probably not going to feel 100%. Like you probably just spent like half the time having COVID, like not eating as much as you needed to. So like food resources are probably low. Glycogen storage is probably low. Um, You know, just 
even though if you're recovered, it's just like, you know, you it's a new stimulus again. So your muscle memory takes a little bit to come back. So I was like 50%, no more than that. And she was like, Marissa, I was so destroyed, even just going at like 50%. So um, she was, she was kind of discouraged. And so what I do want to encourage you guys is if you're in that position, you took a week, couple weeks off because of getting sick, COVID, whatever it is, um, just know that your muscle memory will have you back to where you were very quickly. Even if you took like a month off, uh, it's not going to be the end of the world. You will get back to where you were much quicker than the first time it took you to actually get there. Muscle memory does exist. It's a beautiful thing. So don't stress just if the first couple of workouts are really crappy and you feel really weak. Uh, it's okay. Like that, that's normal. That probably should happen. Um, but you know, just take it easy getting back into it. So I did want to just use that, um, anecdote as well. Yeah. And the same thing goes for any sort of cardio as well. Like your endurance is probably going to be shot. Yeah. Um, like I know, um, same thing. I have a client right now who's sick and she was like, I get winded just even going up the stairs, which is not (laughs) uncommon for most people anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, you know, you used to be able to do, you know, run or jog or whatever for however many minutes. And even just like getting up and walking around the house seems like a chore or a task. So Definitely give yourself some grace. Um, you know, of course, you don't want to use it as this excuse to prolong and take two or three months off, but, um, you know, just easing your way back in. Yeah, totally. And then the other thing you wrote here, sweated out versus rested out. Were you referring mm-hmm. to like saunaing? Um, no, I feel like sometimes people have this mentality if they're sick, like, oh, I just need to go to the gym and like sweat it out. Oh, um, okay. And they kind of have this like, you know, I'm not going to rest. I just need to like burn off whatever I have. And I don't know if that's just, <laughs> like, like old school, like bro bodybuilder advice. Yeah. But I feel like especially now, like the past two years, I feel like if you're sick, like just stay home. Just stay the fuck <laughs> like, home. Yeah, just... <laughs> Just like, I don't know, just I don't think it's really worth it to like just for anyone's sake, yours or ever, anyone else you could be possibly like exposing. So, you know, and then there is, yeah, sauna. I, I, there are some people who just they have that mentality of like kind of sweating it out in that sense. But not a lot of people have their own sauna at home. But I mean, I know that like really hot showers sometimes help like yeah. as far as recovery and clearing out whatever you have going on, especially if it's like a respiratory thing. But yeah, I was gonna say, um, because like you you wrote that and it made me think of like at home saunas. I was like, damn, like I really wish like I was just like rolling in the dough right now. And I just had an at home sauna. <laughs> uh, because like it, it if you don't have a fever and you're not having actual temperature issues, that's a very strong disclaimer. Sometimes that can help is like actually like physically sweating. Like obviously you're not exerting yourself, but like either a hot shower um, or just, you know, like clearing out your sinuses, like all of that. Um, I don't know if it's like an old wives tale type of thing and it's like not actually helpful, but like I've always found it to be helpful um, whenever I'm in that situation. Um, and then definitely, like you said, just like chill if you're, if you're sick, if you're getting sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to just being sick, I guess like 
the main thing we wanted to say is just rest, <laughs> give your, give yourself some time to recover. Um, and I mean, that comes too with like mental work too. So the past two days, like I tried to sit down and like work because I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. Like we took a whole lot of time off. We have all this new stuff now that we want to implement on top of catching up with what we had. Yeah. And I felt like overwhelmed. And then I sat down and I was like, oh, I can't even concentrate. Brain fog. (laughs) Yeah, brain fog. Like I had, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't do anything for a prolonged period of time. And then it was frustrating because I was like, I just like, I mean, I was up for like an hour or two and I was sitting at my desk like, oh my God, I'm ready to go back to bed. (laughs) And it's hard to fight that. And so I almost felt like maybe I should have taken a nap, like should have listened to my body, rested a little more and then maybe felt better and gotten back to it and been a little bit more productive than just sit there and like try and like force myself to work. And it just didn't. Yeah. So Sometimes what I have to tell my clients is if, you know, a lot of times, most people, most people, and again, it's different now because I feel like with remote work, the working uh, environment has changed a little bit. So even if you are sick, you're still sometimes like thought of trying to get back to work um, from home. But if you are able to take off work and you're sick and you can stay at home, trying to kind of like reframe and um, like, I know that it's, it's like, Oh, I'm home. So now I can do stuff at home. Now I can be productive. And then you're like, Oh no, but my body's telling me to just sit on the couch (laughs) and do nothing. So I feel like that's really hard too. So trying to like, not just rest physically, but also mentally. So taking a little break in that sense. Yeah, because all stress is cumulative. So if you're putting a ton of mental stress on yourself, even if you're not doing anything physically, it can still kind of drag you down. Um, thankfully, I haven't been too bad brain fog wise. I I think it was because I actually took a very slow morning. Like I woke up at eight and I didn't start working till 10. And like, I really like sat down and like stretched, like tried to get blood flowing, journaled, meditated, and like really like let my mind get there before I was like, okay, time to work now. So maybe even 1030. So I've been okay since then. It's, it's, I still, it's a little, like, it's a little bit there, but like, I'm, I'm pretty okay, which I'm grateful for. But, um, yeah, like brain fog when you're sick is the freaking worst because you're just like, I, like, I can't even go to the gym. I want to get more done, but like, I can't even like think. So that's, that's super (laughs) frustrating. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, all right. So now you're sick, you know, you need to rest. So it's like, all right, now what else can you do? So, um, I feel like kind of eating and drinking kind of goes into a little bit into the same category. Yeah. Um, but we really want to make sure that you're hydrated, especially if you have a fever, um, if you're, you know, throwing up or, you know, if you're ge- being dehydrated, we want to make sure that we're continuing to rehydrate. Um, so things that are super important like soups, broths, uh, tea, hot tea, especially if you have issues with your like a sore throat, coconut water. Um, and then we want to also make sure that you're drinking things with electrolytes. So I know that they have a lot of like hydration packets or like, um, with liquid IV. And then there's another one my husband actually just bought. It's like M, M, I forget what it, it stands for. 
Um, but they have these little like hydration packs that are filled with uh, like potassium and salt and um, different types of electrolytes. So making sure that you're replenishing your body. Because if you're anything like me and most people, when you get sick, you just want like good old fashioned comfort food. <laughs> like you want all the carbs, like you want like things that aren't as like appealing as they should be like fruits and vegetables. So if you're getting those in, um, I think that that's really important. Yeah. Um, I will pull out my culture card here and, uh, whenever (laughs) I get sick or like, I'm just not feeling the best pho broth is Mm -hmm. the fucking Mm -hmm. best. Um, it is so packed with electrolytes that you can pretty much guarantee the scale will go up a pound or two the next day because that's how much sodium is in pho broth. But y'all, like, if you do that, like, add some sriracha or spices to, like, get your nose running, like, it is the best way to clear out your entire sinus and just get so much, like, warm soup in your body. It is the perfect sick day cure so um that's what i want for dinner now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna get that um get like a pickup order for sure Um, yeah oh man that's yeah that sounds really really good but yeah unfortunately my husband's not a huge fan but (laughs) oh i mean i could have that all day now i'm in the mood for it (laughs) yeah yeah so pho broth bone broth is actually really good too especially if you're Mm -hmm. like struggling like a lot of times like you said you know the regular stuff that you'd normally eat isn't as appealing um i don't know about like i don't necessarily get like the cravings for like the like quote-unquote bad things i just like don't have as much of an appetite for like anything really i know that's really common for a lot of people too so if you're struggling with just like getting in enough protein or just enough food in general like um a bone broth is a great way to get in protein. Those soups are a great way to get in plenty of fluid. And honestly, um, if you are able to like get food down and that's not something you're struggling with, with whatever you're sick with, uh, increasing your calories when you're sick, especially if you're in a calorie deficit in whatever phase you're in is actually really, really key and crucial. Um, a lot of times clients will say like, oh, I'm sick. Like, can I skip this week or something or whatever? And maybe we're dieting, maybe we're in a fat loss phase. And my answer is usually like, well, actually, this is a really great time to learn about how we need to adjust things because most likely we need to increase calories so that your body has more resources to recover with. If you think about, again, just the concept of stress being cumulative, a calorie deficit restricting your food is a stressor on the body and food gives you nutrients for recovery. So if you're not giving yourself those nutrients, how is your body going to pull from things to actually repair from the virus, the sickness. So increasing your calories can actually really, really help. Your metabolism's running on overdrive to get this thing out of your system. So um, don't be afraid. I mean, obviously, like, don't be an asshole, but like, don't be afraid to eat uh, what you need um, or even slightly more than what you need. Obviously, try to make that as nutrient-dense as you can, but increasing your calories up to maintenance um, or even just a slightly above that when you're sick can actually be really, really helpful. Yeah. So I think it, it just, you have to take into consideration like how you're feeling, what your appetite is like. Cause obviously if you're struggling to eat anything, it's going to be impossible to increase your calories. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, if you are okay with the intake that you're at now, then 
that should be okay. But if you feel like, oh man, I'm really hungry, but I shouldn't eat. I feel like you need to listen to your body and it's probably telling you like, hey, no, we actually like we need this food. Yeah. Like I hadn't weighed myself uh, since like before the trip, I think, because there was no scale where we were staying. But this morning, I actually weighed in like three pounds lower than where I was and I didn't eat any less. I'm just like dehydrated and like probably my body's trying to fight this thing off and I'm like losing like fluid and electrolytes from that. So um, if you can eat, eat maintenance or slightly higher. If you can't stomach food or can't stomach that much, get as much as you can and fluid, 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 fluid is priority. Um, so ironically enough, I'm pregnant and I was still down three pounds oh my God. <laughs> when I came home from my trip. But I think it was because that drive home, like I was, I wasn't drinking enough. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I think it's like, yeah, if you're not getting enough food in, it's like, all right, well, let me make sure that with what I am eating, I am getting in some good quality foods. Um, so I mean, like you, it's not necessarily that I crave bad food. It's just that I crave like simple i don't know yeah like simple like yesterday i had like toast with peanut butter and bananas and honey because i just (laughs) i know (laughs) um because like i just couldn't like eggs and spinach like that just like didn't appeal to me the same way i was like i just want carbs (laughs) that's what my body was telling me so um also um so you're gonna you talk about the culture card so (laughs) i know that especially in the hispanic community uh, garlic is like, I, I literally know friends who will talk about when they're sick or they feel themselves getting sick. They will literally eat like spoonfuls of garlic. Yeah. Which is of diced garlic. Freaking insane. Oh yeah. It's wild. Um, but they're like, that's what their moms taught them. That's what their mom's moms. And they're like, it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so garlic is really good. Um, ginger as well. We just talked about honey. Yeah. Um, bananas again bananas are really good too if you're having like body aches um so they're high in potassium um but yeah i mean just everything that you like (laughs) anything that you should really be incorporating with a healthy diet like fruits vegetables uh you know healthy grains salmon um all of those things yeah and like don't skip your multivitamin if you take it right um a note on garlic though it's funny you mentioned that because now that i think about it when i was like deep down the supplement rabbit hole like when i was like first introduced to the nutrition corners and like first partnering with them i pretty much was like give me everything i could possibly need for like anything at all and uh when i got sick back in the day um the guys at the store would actually tell me to have this like um garlic supplement and it was literally just like freaking garlic in a pill and it was just like like super dosed garlic like condensed so that there was a lot of it in that little capsule but it stunk so like I knew it was garlic (laughs) um and so it actually did help a decent bit and then um on ginger too like every time like Aaron's not feeling well he will always go get um like fresh ginger from the store and make ginger tea and like that's like his thing so that's definitely two things that I've seen anecdotally with myself or with Aaron work really really well yeah and I've seen they they actually make like ginger chews they're kind of like candy yeah but in yeah so I've seen those so those are really great and uh, of course vitamin c yeah I feel like everyone knows to have those so like um if you and that's the other thing too it's like yeah of course we want you to eat things 
through full, like through the actual food source. But at the same time, it's like, if you can't take it, I don't know how much is like the recommended amount, but like, you know, what if it's like three tablespoons of garlic? Yeah, (laughs) that's that's a a lot of fucking garlic. Yeah. So like, if you could take that in like a pill form, then like that probably is a little bit easier. Um, But yeah, definitely, definitely don't skip your multivitamin or any of the supplements that you're taking. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I feel like covered eating, drinking. I guess the only other thing here is just sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when you're sick, use the opportunity to sleep as much as humanly possible um, and and try to get at least eight hours. And like if you're taking off of work, it's a great opportunity to sleep in. Personally, like I, whenever I'm sick, even if I'm not sick with something like crazy bad, I will like take NyQuil and just like knock the fuck out. I don't know if that's best practice or not, but like it helps me (laughs) feel like I've like done something for my health. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. For me, it was frustrating because I'm like, I'm already not sleeping well to begin with. Oh, yeah. Um, Just because everything at this point in time is just uncomfortable. And so I'm like, like on top of that like I feel like my uh my husband is like he's gosh I'm so thankful for him because if it wasn't for him I'd be such a night owl um so he's like really really good about keeping me on a schedule but like I will go to bed I like I mean I think it was was it not last night but two nights ago we went to bed at like nine o'clock and I still slept in until like seven. Nice. Because I'm like, I'm like, I know like, yeah, I'm technically sleeping like longer, but the quality of sleep that I'm getting is not there. So same thing. Like if you're sick and you're waking up or if you're on and off, like if you do need to stay in bed, like don't feel guilty about that. Because I know some people are like, oh, man, I'm such a slob. Like, I need to get up. Like, you need to stay in bed. Stay in bed. Yeah, like, this is your excuse right here. Like, any other time you can call yourself a lazy, like, piece of crap. But, like, this time, like, just use it. (laughs) Use it as an excuse because your your body is going to get the – try to get the amount of sleep that it needs to actually help you recover. This is when most of the recovery is actually happening is in your sleep. So don't cut that short, you know. Uh, You know, this is when I typically hear, like, clients or people people in my life who were like, oh yeah, I got sick with this. Like I slept like 13 hours, like three days in a row. Like that's like where the repair is happening and your body's going to want to take from that time. So, um, don't be afraid to lengthen out your, your sleep hours. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like we mentioned, like that's kind of all we have today. We knew it was going to be kind of short because there's not really a whole lot and we're also not feeling well so we want to go back to resting um but we hope this was helpful i mean like we mentioned a lot of a lot of our clients are are sick right now so um hopefully you have a little bit more of a game plan um if you're recovering or if you're you know possibly will get sick in the future but um we hope that you enjoy this episode and if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the podcast you can find both of us on instagram you can find me at Christy Lynn Fit and Marissa is at Marissa Roy Fitness. And thank you guys so much for listening. We hope to see you back next week and we hope that you stay safe. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. 
Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.